If you have a daughter or someone who is special to you and you are concerned of them having PCOS or you're watching them struggle with PCOS, it can be very difficult to know how to help and how to support them. And I have gotten so many people writing in asking, how do I help my daughter? Is my daughter going to have PCOS because I have PCOS? What can I do to help her? And that, my friend, is exactly what we'll be talking about in today's episode. You're listening to the PCOS Repair Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of PCOS and how to repair the imbalances in your hormones naturally with a little medical help sprinkled in. Hi, I'm Ashleen Korchek, and with many years of medical and personal experience with polycystic ovarian syndrome, it is my joy to watch women reverse their PCOS as they learn to nourish their body in a whole new way. With the power of our beliefs, our mindset, and our environment, and the understanding of our genetics, we can heal at the root cause. Welcome back to the PCOS Repair Podcast, where in this episode, we will be discussing how to assist a family member or friend that may have been diagnosed with PCOS or may be concerned that that's what they have in going through the diagnosis process. This is something that I get asked not infrequently about, and there are three different categories that this talk today is going to fall into. So I'm going to, in the show notes below, put the timestamp for the various kind of categories of where you may want to tune in so you can just jump to that section. I get questions about, and this will be one of the segments, if I have PCOS, will my daughter have PCOS? And how do I help her? How do I set her up for being able to handle this easier than it was for me? The second category I get are moms who are watching their teenage daughter struggle, maybe taking them to the doctor to see what's going on. Maybe they've gotten the diagnosis of PCOS or from what the mom has read online, she's pretty sure that's what they have, but the doctors are kind of punting things along and you're watching your teenage daughter's confidence go down and you're watching her struggle and you're not sure what considerations, what choices are best for her, how to help her, how to support her and how to help her start to become an advocate for her own health and taking responsibility for her own health at a very young age. The third category is where you have a family member, maybe it's your daughter, maybe it's a cousin or a sister or a relative, a best friend that is dealing with infertility and they're you know, an adult at this point. And sometimes all of these emotions can still make it very difficult for us to know how to get the help that we need. And as a well-meaning friend and family member, we want to help this person, but we don't know how. So this is what this episode is all about. Feel free to drop down to the show notes and see which section you want to jump in and listen to. And with that, let's dive in. So let's start with, I have PCOS and I'm concerned if my daughter will have PCOS. Now, this is a concern near and dear to my heart as I have two young daughters. My oldest is now seven at the time of this recording. And as I was working in the clinical field in dermatology and women's health, I have seen little girls at the age of eight already dealing with signs of acne, already dealing with kind of early onset signs of puberty. And I worry about that with my children, that they will have inherited my PCOS tendencies and that puberty may be hard for them. It was hard for me and we don't want to watch our children struggle. So what are some things that we can do to help set them up for success? Now, this is a young age. They don't need to be 
taught all the things yet as far as the ins and outs of PCOS or have all of that in their head and that worry in their head. You know, we can carry that for them as their moms, but we can help them by modeling health. My children know that I try to eat healthy foods. They know that I try to get my daily movement in and it inspires them to do the same. We recently were at a race that my husband did. He did a 10K in town and it was his turn to do the race and I brought the kids to the finish line because they're finally old enough to all kind of behave to have all three of them around and it's no longer restricted by COVID and so it was really inspiring for them to see their dad running and everybody choosing to have healthy situations and just exposing them to that makes them excited about choosing healthy situations for themselves healthy options for themselves my kids are a little picky they don't always love their fruits and vegetables. Actually, they love their fruits. They don't always love their vegetables. And so the more that I offer them, it just becomes something normal. And, you know, we're not trying to force them or make something unfun, but at the same time, stressing the importance of eating to nourish while also eating to enjoy and finding that balance for ourselves so that we can live in a healthy and strong body and the joy of that. And so at that age, that's kind of what I try to promote. I do worry about, you know, what happens when they start hitting kind of that pre-puberty stage. And especially with two girls, my biggest concern and consideration is to make sure that their self-image and their self-confidence is not torn down by some of the not-so-fun side effects of PCOS. And so, you know, if they need to see a dermatologist and get on some topical treatment, you know, those are all things that I will definitely consider when and where that becomes necessary. And for right now, I try to get them into sports camps and make exercise and physical activity fun and something that we do as a family, something they do, like I said, in camps and after school activities and with their friends and getting them out and enjoying all those things and making them fun so that they see both me doing it as well as they get to participate in it. Ultimately, one of the hardest things about PCOS is the not understanding it and having a mom like you that has been through it, that understands it, that has been learning about it here on this podcast or other resources, that you're going to be able to support your daughter in a way that you didn't have support. Because when you were her age, they didn't know very much. And so already, I hope that gives you some peace of mind that even if your daughter ends up with some PCOS tendencies, most people have some sort of health thing, whether it's food intolerances, seasonal allergies, asthma, kind of an eczema type rash that they have to deal with, or worse. You know, there's a lot worse things out there too, but most people have some sort of health thing that they just have to deal with. And unfortunately, our children may end up having some of our PCOS tendencies. A lot of it can be reduced by having a mom that understands. Even just the emotional impact of it can be greatly improved from what happened to us by just having a mom who understands. And so you are a huge asset to your daughter. The fact that you're listening to this podcast today, whether you have a daughter currently or end up having a daughter in future, it's a great gift that you'll be able to provide her. Or if you have a niece or a friend, it is something that you have to offer now. Um, your experience, your learning, and your ability to have compassion and support to somebody else. So what about the teen years? What about having a daughter who's entering her teen years and who is beginning to show signs of possibly having PCOS? 
this is a hard one to even figure out because a lot of signs of puberty are not too far off from the signs of PCOS. It's not abnormal to have irregular periods or to have heavy periods as they first start or to have acne. Um, One of the big, I think, telltale signs that separated my normal signs of puberty to my signs of PCOS were the extremeness of the weight issue. I think that my mom was aware that this seemed a lot worse than she had experienced when she was my age. I was really quite young when I started to gain quite a bit of weight. I was not quite 12. And also, I started to really grow a lot of facial hair. And I was Greek. Um, My mom was Greek. And so even though I was only half Greek, she was used to Greek relatives. Greeks tend to be a little bit darker haired, coarser haired, and they do tend to have a little bit of facial hair even without PCOS. But the extremeness of what I was dealing with, the sideburns, the hair kind of under my neck, the really dark and crazy eyebrows that just went on and on and on. And also like the darker hair above my upper lip. You know, my mom and dad were really supportive. They actually got me some laser hair removal and and all of that was great. But in some ways that blocked the diagnosis because my doctors didn't see the hair growth. And so even though it was really helpful for my confidence and my self-esteem to not have all the facial hair At the same time, my doctors didn't see it as much. And because I was active and eating relatively healthy, they didn't see the weight gain because for me, it was a lot more just, it was difficult to not gain weight. It was, I was working really hard at trying to maintain a somewhat healthy weight. And so the doctors didn't see because I wasn't what they considered to be overweight. So it can be really frustrating as a mother watching your daughter struggle A lot of times you see her at her lows and the rest of the world doesn't. And so you're seeing something that no one else is seeing. And so trying to advocate for her without stepping on her toes as she kind of comes into her own, it's a difficult balance there. And there's two things here that are really important. First of all, making decisions based on the big picture. We can get very wrapped up in our emotions, especially as moms watching our child struggle. And so being able to take a step back and look at what is a problem today, but more importantly, what is the big picture of what we want to accomplish here? And I think in a bigger picture sense, what we want to accomplish is allowing a girl to grow up, grow up at her own pace and not get rushed into stresses and adult things faster than she has to while at the same time not closing off options to her or making things too much of an uphill battle. And and that's a delicate balance. For example, weight. We don't want to make our daughters feel like they're inadequate because they're gaining too much weight or that their body image, you know, we don't want to have body image issues, but at the same time, if they start to gain a lot of weight, it can be very difficult to lose that weight. And so trying to help them understand at a level of, that is age appropriate. And the hard part with PCOS is like I said, this can start at age eight or nine where age appropriate is very difficult. You know, they're not capable of understanding the big picture here and everything is so much instant gratification. They're not looking to the future the way that we can as adults, but wherever they're at in that understanding to help them understand that their hormones and their bodies just need a little bit extra support and 
you know, I usually tell my daughters, you know, like everyone has to eat healthy, but we don't always like we all need to nourish our bodies. Everybody's bodies need good nourishment. We don't always see other people's moments of making those choices um, because we also need to have fun times. And so sometimes it can look like everyone's eating all this junk food and pizza and all the things, but we're not seeing the days that they're eating the healthy food to fuel their bodies and to grow in health. And so that helps them see like, oh, yeah, like I can pick out my, you know, treat or two for the week. But then the rest of the time I'm I'm working on making sure I'm giving my body what it needs so that it can be strong and, you know, do the things I want it to do. And that is enough at their age to understand the importance of a healthy choice. And so finding kind of that balance of helping your daughter make it positive instead of making it this like I'm stuck with this. I'm having to do these things that my friends don't have to do or they have it easier than me because that can be very difficult to burden a teenage with, although they will tend to pick up on that on their own. So the other part of it is to just ask them a lot of questions. You know, what is they want? Fighting an uphill battle with a teenager, you know, ultimately it it doesn't really work very well. And so if they want a certain thing, asking them what they're willing to put into it, how you can support them, they will be able to tell you more than we even realize what it is that they need. Do they need you to remove the junk food because it's too much of a temptation? I know when I was going through this, my entire family got healthier because my dad was out running with me because he knew I needed the exercise and it was good for him. He was at his best health during my high school years. The whole family ate healthier. Probably my sister was a little bit begrudging of that, although she's health conscious too, so it worked out fine. But when the whole family can support and remove the temptations and and make it feel more normal to eat in a way that will nourish and strengthen um, the teenage girl that's going through this as body and help her, the more she will not focus on the negative of like, why me? The other issue is with the doctors. So having to be an advocate for a teenager, a lot, like I said, a lot of these symptoms are going to be like, well, that can be normal for teenagers or Really, the only solution that they're going to have to offer is, well, we can put her on the birth control pill. This is not a good or a bad option, okay? Again, a lot of considerations. I'm not here to tell you what the right choice is for your daughter. It really comes down to personal preference. And, you know, maybe you don't have a daughter yet. Maybe you're listening to this and and relating to this is how it was for you when you went through and Think about the considerations that you would have wanted other people to consider for you when maybe you didn't fully understand what it is that you were looking at. When a doctor says, oh, I recommend the birth control pill or this birth control pill will help to regulate your cycles or reduce the heaviness of your bleeding or it will help reduce your acne or da 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 whatever it is that symptom you're bothered by and they're like, oh, here, here's a pill for it. The downside of birth control is that you're shutting off the hormones while they're just getting started. And so ideally, if you can, I recommend not going on it. However, I think there's also a bigger picture. If your daughter is struggling with getting out and enjoying life because her periods are so awful, if they're coming too frequently, if they're too heavy or if they're too painful and it's shutting her down routinely, there may be a reason to go on birth control. Again, the big picture, I really recommend look at the big picture. Is this something that she is slightly irritated by a symptom? It's not convenient. Or is this symptom that even though 
it's not going to address the root cause, even though it may have some negative side effects long term. Do those negative side effects pale in comparison to her self-confidence, her ability to participate in sports, her ability to enjoy her life, her ability to participate with the activities that her friends are participating in. Those are things where, you know, weighing kind of those pros and cons, I think is where it really comes into play of to take a medication or to not take a medication. And then of course, doing your best to talk to her. If there's, you know, different episodes of the PCOS Repair podcast or different resources to help her understand how important the nourishment is to balancing her hormones and to assisting with all of the symptoms that she's not liking, acne, period problems, weight gain, hair issues, like all of those, and then make helping her make it as easy as possible to eat that way, that can go a long way. But my heart goes out to you. It's a very emotionally and fragile time in a girl's life. And to have to be burdened with PCOS on top of that is just it's rough and supporting our teens that are dealing with the symptoms of PCOS I think is something that has gone very unspoken about and we will definitely be doing more episodes specifically to that maybe some master classes that are specifically geared towards teens because I remember how completely frustrating and difficult and kind of isolating it felt as a teen going through it, and I was not diagnosed until my 20s, but I was taken to a doctor multiple times, offered birth control multiple times. My mom wasn't satisfied with the explanations for why things were the way they were, and so she never put me on birth control, thankfully, and she just got me laser hair removal, and I joined swim team, and she cooked really healthy. She was always chopping vegetables for me. And I didn't always appreciate the healthy food back then, but I do now. So those were ways that my mom unknowingly supported my PCOS. I know today, now that she knows more about it and that I know more about it, there's a million things that I wish she had done differently that probably did different things, but we both have things retrospectively that we would do differently. However, she did an amazing job with what she knew and what was available resources at the time. And I'm very thankful for what she was able to provide because as a teenager, you're just not in the mindset of knowing how to advocate for yourself yet and you know push through because things get easier and better and you can learn and grow and you haven't had those experiences yet. So you don't have that confidence to fall back on. So that brings me to the third category about what about the adult daughter? The adult daughter that may be scared anxious, feeling like she's tried everything before, nothing has worked, and there may be a mental block holding her back from putting herself out there and trying something new. And as her mother, as her friend, as her relative, you're watching her and you have these ideas of, oh, if she could just do this, if she could just do that, and she resists and maybe pulls away from that. I see that a lot or some variation of that because the well-meaning family member or friend doesn't realize that there's a fear in front of the needing to know what to do to improve your PCOS. PCOS does not start in our late 20s. It doesn't start in our early 30s when we're trying to get pregnant, although that is where it is usually diagnosed. We're seeing it diagnosed earlier, but historically, that was really when we found out we had PCOS, was when we couldn't get pregnant. And so leading up to that, In our mind, we have already, even if we haven't realized it, 
decided that we are a failure eating healthy. We've tried all the diets and we can't seem to maintain a healthy weight. We can't seem to keep our weight where we want it, where our weight's always all over the place, or our health is just always a struggle. We don't feel good. Our energy's low. We crave things. We have kind of this love-hate relationship with food. Whatever it is that, you know, everyone's a little different with exactly which of those things they struggle with. Maybe they struggle with all of them. But somewhere in our minds, by the time we're late 20s, early 30s, we don't have a lot of confidence in our ability to fix this. And even if we're still willing to try, there's something in there that is beginning to kind of hold us back because we don't want to feel like a failure again. And then when a loving family member or friend offers us an idea or a solution or assistance or encouragement, as much as that means a lot, it also adds pressure. And so the two things that I would throw out there for you to consider when helping an adult daughter with PCOS is realizing the pressure that family or friends, no matter how well-meaning, can place on someone who's struggling with something like PCOS that can be improved through lifestyle adjustments. As we talked about in episode one, two, and three, you did not cause your PCOS. Your daughter did not cause your PCOS. Whoever's dealing with PCOS, they didn't cause it but they are sensitive to their environment and there are so many options that can improve their PCOS. But a lot of times that takes on a meaning to us that it's our fault. And when a family member wants a grandchild, you know, wants us to feel happy and improve and feel better and be healthier and cares about us, sometimes it can add guilt and pressure to the situation. Again, similar to the teenager, one of the best questions to ask is, Is there anything I can do to support you? Or is there anything that I'm doing that's making it harder for you? And then it can just start a conversation to see where they're at. And maybe they're just like, I just can't figure out what to do. And then you can be like, oh, I just saw this really great cookbook the other day and they had some great suggestions of some food. Would you be interested in me sharing that with you? Or, you know, sharing this podcast with them or maybe not this specific episode, but some of the other earlier episodes that help to explain what's going on with PCOS and how it can be improved. It is extremely helpful to just know that someone's thinking about you and cares about you and that they want the best for you. And allowing someone who's struggling to have a safe place to be where they're at today with it because there's days that they're going to feel encouraged and there's days that they're going to feel down. And to let them drive how they're feeling about it as compared to assuming that they feel the way they felt yesterday. And um, those are some things that can be really beneficial because by giving someone a safe place to be where they're at, to be sad that a cousin just found out that they're pregnant with their third and you're still dealing with infertility or, you know, as a mom, you know, dealing with one daughter who's just found out she's pregnant where the other daughter's been trying for a long time and the other daughter who just got pregnant, it was her first time trying. This is hard. You know, these are hard dynamics to to deal with and allowing your daughter the gift of being able to be sad, helping to explain it to the other daughter for her so that you can both have compassion towards the daughter that's struggling with infertility. These are gifts that you can give that support more than anything else. And then when and if she's ready, sharing resources that you have found, sharing the resources here with this podcast, with other episodes can be hugely impactful for her. But it's hard to take in that information until there's that safe place of understanding, compassion, and space to feel the way she feels. All right, my friend. 
I hope that is helpful to all of you that have written in asking, how can you support your daughter? I find it so touching to hear from family members who care about someone that has PCOS and to spread that awareness further out there into the world is amazing. I thank you for that because the more that we can spread this awareness of what is going on with PCOS and how we can support and help and be there for people that are in the midst of struggling, whether we've been there and struggled ourselves or whether we're just trying to learn about it so that we can support others that we care about is a huge gift to the world. And I applaud you and I thank you for being here today and listening to this. And I know this is a little different than our typical episodes, but because it's such an important topic, I felt like we did need to cover it. And whoever needed to hear this today, I'm glad you were here and share it with someone else that you think needs to hear it. Even if you have a family member that you're looking for more support from, if this feels something that would help them understand where you're going through better, share this or other episodes to help them understand what PCOS is and why you're struggling with it. And with that, I hope you hit the subscribe button because we have a lot more great detailed episodes coming up talking about specific things that will assist you in creating a PCOS-friendly lifestyle so that you or your loved one can thrive with PCOS. All right. Bye for now. Did you know that studies of PCOS epigenetics have shown that our environment can either worsen or completely reverse our PCOS symptoms? I believe that although PCOS makes us sensitive to our environment, it also makes us powerful. When we learn what our body needs and commit to providing those needs, not only do we gain back our health, but we grow in power just by showing up for ourselves. This is why I've created a guide for you to get started. My PCOS fertility meal guide can be found in the show notes below. I want to show you how to create an environment that promotes healing while still being able to live a life that you enjoy. This guide is completely free, so go get your copy now so that you can step into the vision that you have for your life and for your health. Thank you.